Welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and author of The Nature and Power of Prayer. We are currently in the Heavenly Authority series, in the section on the gifts, the offices, and the workings. And when we left off last time, Pastor had read from the end of Mark, chapter 16, and then Luke 10, 19. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg Scalzo. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Tremendous promise. Because when you do what's right and speak the word of God, there will be physical things the devil will send against you. He'll cause humans to try to harm you. And there are spiritual attacks that you'll be under. But you can take up serpents and not be hurt. You can trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, Jesus says, shall by any means hurt you. You'll come out might look back for a moment. You can imagine that serpent dangling from Paul's hand, but he shook it off, he cast it away, and no harm ultimately was done to him. These are promises. These are the words of the Lord at the resurrection. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover the promise for physical healing. Tremendous promises for preaching the gospel. Signs will follow those who believe. If you turn with me to the Gospel of John, we've read a lot of these scriptures over the past months, but we want to just take a quick look. Uh, John chapter 14, verse 11, Jesus said at the Last Supper, Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. How important the works were, the signs were to testify to whom he is, who he is. He is the Messiah, and the works and the signs followed. And then he says in verse 12, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, now we read the Gospels, right? We read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We see the miraculous works that Jesus did that gave testimony to him being the Messiah. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, Jesus says, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That is a tremendous promise because we're doing it in the name of Jesus. The miracles gave testimony to who he was when he was here. When we preach in the name of Jesus, when we speak in the name of Jesus, when we give glory to the Son and so give glory to the Father, he is right there interceding. Lo, I will be with you always to the end of the age. He is right there interceding before the Father for us. And so signs, the same things he did, are promised to his people to do. And greater works than these 
he will do because I go to my father. Isn't it a shame that the church as a whole has not entered that place of the power of the kingdom of God that's promised to us? And I believe it's because we have not entered that place of the holiness of the Son of God. Jesus was given the Spirit without limit because he was perfectly holy. And in holiness, then, the same things he did, we are told we can do. And there's more of us agreeing, two or three agreeing in his name, and he's right there in the middle of us and at the right hand of the Father, and whatever we ask in his name, that he will do to bring glory to the Father, that he may be glorified in the Son. Tremendous promise. Verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. You love me, what do you do? If you really love Jesus, what should we do? Keep his commandments. There's a responsibility. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. The promise of the Holy Spirit anointed us, bringing Jesus into our lives right here, right now. And that power of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us to help us, to guide us, to enable us. If you go down to verse 21, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Verse 23, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. The Father and the Son come through the Holy Spirit right now to live inside believers. Verse 24, he who does not love me does not keep my word. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. You have here the promise of the Holy Spirit giving us revelation, giving us understanding of the Scriptures, understanding the Bible, the words of Jesus. The Holy Spirit comforting us, helping us, being our advocate, our paraclete. He will teach you all things. If you go down to chapter 15 and verse 26, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. There is the obligation on the disciples to bear witness to Jesus as the Holy Spirit also bears witness. So the Spirit enables us, he teaches us, he gives us guidance, he opens our minds, he keeps us from sin, and he helps us give witness. The preaching of the gospel really only goes forth in power by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And where the Spirit of God is, there will be signs and there will be wonders. You will testify also, but he will testify of me, Jesus says. And then down in chapter 16, Nevertheless, in verse 7, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. 
For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you, the Holy Spirit. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. The convicting power to bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ comes from the working of the Holy Spirit. So any ministry of God must have the anointing of God's Holy Spirit. So as we testify and people see us, the Holy Spirit is working in their hearts, convicting them of sin and righteousness and judgment. And if you go down to verse 13, however, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come, prophecy. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. He teaches us the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he gives us prophecy. We'll know what will come. In the book of Acts, you have the fulfillment of what Jesus was teaching them here at the Last Supper. You have the day of Pentecost. You have, first of all, in the book of Acts, when the ascension happens, he commands them not to depart from Jerusalem. And he says in verse 4, for them to wait for the promise of the Father, which you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Immersed, an actual experience, just like you're baptized in water, you can feel, you can be immersed, you can know that you're saturated with the Holy Spirit of God. And they ask him, will you restore the kingdom of Israel at this time? And his answer to them in verse 7, he says, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That commission to preach the gospel is tied in with receiving power from the Holy Spirit. Don't worry about when the exact date is for the return of Jesus Christ but you are to go and you shall receive power from the Holy Spirit and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Signs and wonders will follow those who believe. The anointing, the baptism, the saturation in the Holy Spirit. And then in chapter 2, you have that day of Pentecost. You have the time when they gather together, one accord, one mind, one place. You have the rushing wind that fills the whole house. You have the fire that comes down and divides as tongues on them. And they are all filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives them utterance. And Peter gets up and he speaks and preaches in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then when they ridicule them in verse 13 and say, these must be full of wine. And sometimes when you speak about the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit and the reality of the Holy Spirit today, people think you're out of your mind or you're drunk. Well, they were made fun of back then, 
and we're made fun of today. But Peter very calmly stands up in verse 14. He says, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk. You hear them speaking in tongues, they're not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to the darkness, the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, that was not the very last day when Peter said this. He's quoting from Joel. But it started there because for the return of Jesus Christ to come, Israel has to call out. The gospel has to be preached to the whole world. And they were starting the going forth of the preaching of the kingdom of heaven. The church was being formed. The Spirit of God had come, and it was the beginning. It was the end of Satan. And what was true for the day of Pentecost, how much more so should it be true as we approach the very last days, right before the return of Jesus Christ? Pastor Greg Scalzo's new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, is available from booksellers everywhere. Visit www.pastorgregscalzo.com and don't forget our church website at www.shiarjashub.org.